When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, my talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia 303 on this Thursday fall-like afternoon. Lori and Julia are going to warm it up a little bit here for you. And I'm looking at the sheet here. We got a little bowling talk. How was bowling last oh night, gosh, Lori? Guys, I mean, I was all worried. Thank you about bowling because I had a salon pass on my forearm. Which is like a... a like a like a tingle, like keep the pain like away patch. bio. Biofreeze. Then I had a, a, a very stretch out compression garment around Ooh. my elbow. You had bowler elbow. I don't know what bowler I had, but I know I got it from the Pilates. Uh, <laughs> but only on one arm, that damn reformer in those I straps. I love the, oh, that is hardcore in the straps, isn't on it? On the box, I know. going oh, yeah. back and forth. Yep. And I, that's obviously a muscle that uh, I've reserved just for bowling and picking <laughs> up my 12-pound ball and rolling yep. eight miles an hour. I mean, if I could get some spin on my ball, I'm a deadly, accurate aimer. So Unbelievable. Of the first game, you know. Eh. Second game, our whole entire team was on fire. M- my girl Danielle bowled a 196, which always, you yeah. know, makes you proud, but then you're mad that you were four, four pins from serious. a 200. Uh, Megan had like a like uh, three or four strikes in a row, and she had a, like a 160, I had a 159, and nice. Joe, our anchor, had like a 180, and we were just kind of on fire, and we needed to be because we were... Making up? One step up from the basement. Oh, because we the last we're two our, weeks. Yeah, 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 because we're coming to the end of the whatever it is. So we were like, oh, we got to win a lot of points. And so we bowled this other team, which last year... One of the ladies who listens to us heard me say in August a shout out to Tuttles that we were looking oh, for. Oh, sure. So, so they she... joined our league. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. And they're, they're super fun, but not real, real, you know, consistent great bowlers because mm-hmm. they're new at having the team. So I decided I would share with them what. Um, oh, dear. I... No, a bowling tip. Oh, for okay. free to try and help oh, them because right. they were I'm just, nervous. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, it's it a, wasn't a sex bowling tip. No, it was just no. a straight out bowling tip. No, no, but we were okay. having some, you know, bowl your pants off. We were having lane chat with mm-hmm. our computer, that new shiny <laughs> thing. And um, do you know there's an emoji of a man construction worker pulling down his pants and wearing a thong? No, but that's the best. Isn't that good? <laughs> a big wide man button. A constru- that's hysterical. I know. I know it. So um, anyway, I'm like, ladies, I'm good. I'm not, don't let my team know that I'm telling you this, but I'm going to unlock the bowling secret. Secret. Even though, you I know. I feel like, I feel like this is something you told me. Yeah. And uh, my, my friend, aim. okay, no, the first ball is you aim 
straight down the middle at that air, the arrow the that's real close yep. to you. Okay. That's what you aim for. Second ball. These are on the floor, the arrows. Yeah. Second ball, you aim for the shadow of where you want to hit the pin. So that's wait, that's down at the end. You look at the shadow. So like let's say you got two first ball, you look right down, right at the arrows that are right just like a foot you, away from you. And then you. the second one you look at the pins. Aim at the shadow where you would like your ball Glory. to hit. Honest to God, I did. Did it, it change their game? Uh well, a couple times they were like the shadow, you know. That's it worked. It, it all depends if the shadow moves or not, or that's if you're correctly aiming. <laughs> the I, shadow moves. Yeah, the shadow that's can funny. move around. But anyway, yeah, it was it, it was fun and then, you know, we have like uh, only like 14 teams. So the other half of the bowling alley is what they call the moonlight bowling with the lights. Oh, and there fun. were quite a few yeah. young people bowling. Tonight, tennis kicks off. And oh. I haven't played a match since oh, wow. the injury. The league. The league, league kicks off tonight, league. yes. Fun. I hope you don't have to play at 9 o'clock. Well, it was at 9, but I'm just getting notifications that we might be able to play at 7.30, which Ooh, would be great. Nice. That I'd 9 o'clock it. start kills me. I couldn't well, do it. Julia, I mean, I am in awe of my 25-year-old self when I uh, moved to the cities that I played on a 9 o'clock league at Elsie's with all the Polish ladies. I've played at 9 plenty. We didn't get done until like midnight. I've played Everybody smoking plenty. and drinking and playing soccer. There was a 5, 7, and 9, nine o'clock league. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, that wow. Is, that is something. That is something. Well, that would mm-hmm. be fun to get back to tennis. I, I'm ready. Doubles? I'm ready. Doubles tonight, yes. Doubles. I haven't, you know, I haven't played that much, so I'm very much looking forward to it. I got to tell you guys something. So I was, um, last weekend, we went on a little road trip down southern Wisconsin on 35, next to the river, yeah. through Prescott, Elba, mm-hmm. and then went to this little town called Galena in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Love Galena. Gorgeous. So the, it would be so perfect this weekend with the leaves. But so at our hotel, you know, the breakfast, you got a breakfast. And so we went down and had breakfast. And in the line, I see this thing that I didn't recognize. And it looked like um, kind of a toaster oven meets, the I don't even, meets a car wash buttons in front. I mean, it was like the funnest, funniest looking thing. And it was a pancake machine. Oh, wow. And it's literally a glass. Making fresh pancakes yes. as you it's want It's like them. an easy bake oven for adults that you put how many pancakes you want. <laughs> and I hit two. And then literally inside this machine, it drops Onto two blops. Uh-huh. And it goes on like a conveyor belt. Right. <laughs> like, kind of like a mini donut machine. You know yeah. how it goes through the mm-hmm. conveyor belt. And then it comes out the other end. Perfect. I'd never seen anything. I've like, never seen anything like there that was, And I thought. That would be so much fun to have at your house for kids, but it would take up so much counter space. Yeah, yeah, too much. I mean, but but that's something new to watch for in hotels. I've never seen anything like Very it. Very efficient, and pancakes are popular for breakfast. And they're not, it's, so you don't have all the dirty, you know, batter everywhere. It was so, I did it twice to watch. <laughs> so goofy watching the pancake machine. But those are coming to hotels near you, if you're wondering. Yeah. Probably not the five stars. They probably, probably have. not. It's Someone, good for a buffet. Yeah, it was good for a little buffet line, but it was just <laughs> the funniest looking thing. I'm like, what is this? Because mm-hmm. it just looked like a combo of all those things put together. And I thought, oh, who, oh. who would think there'd be a need? But it was fun. Listen, Kids would love it. Exactly. Kids would love it. Yeah. Pushing, pushing, pushing. It's like if you get a 
a brunch that's got the make your own omelet bar and the fresh oh, Belgian yeah. waffle stand. It's like, oh yeah, that's popular. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was it was cute. Anywho. Anywho, us little sporties. Grant, what sport are you gonna play? Oh God, you guys, just getting out of bed is a difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do. I'm. I'm. The, like, I'm. I don't work out. You how guys about the twin being the home run That's king? No, the the batting champion. Yeah, he yeah. was the AL batting champion. Since Rod Carew, um, Joe Mauer, Tony Oliva, and now Luisa Rise are the four only twins that have a batting title because they sat Aaron Judge yesterday. So that's why Luisa. Why they sit him? Uh, just because he didn't. He, he didn't care. He I mean, didn't care. He got the home run thing. Yeah, yeah, he got the home run thing. It's just it, resting him for the playoffs. He probably didn't want to play, but it wasn't. It was one of those things where even if he played, he would he have had. He might not have gotten. He it might not have gotten. Yeah. It. He would have had. I think had three hits to well, even have a chance. Three sixteen. Three sixteen was the average. So mm-hmm. Maurer wanted it like three forty seven. So if you want to have a comparison of, yeah. it's still Thank an amazing for, feat. But yeah. Yeah. But Maurer was three forty seven. Wow. Yeah, there was. Yeah, Maurer was as much as people like to gripe about him. He was one of the best he was hitters. A consistent hitter. Yeah. yeah. Who gripes about him? A lot of locals because oh, we paid do. him a lot of money and he oh. didn't perform in their eyes. But that's right. This no, is not sports great. talk. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed here. Okay, yeah. listen. When we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough of. You give us some good couch. Time for Lori and Julia's Last Night Was Wonderful. Good Couch. Oh, we had a lot of good couch. We had last night, we had this morning. Kelly, Kelly Ripper was delightful on Seth Meyers. Um, we had Keanu Reeves stopping by Jimmy Kimmel. And uh, Mike Myers was on GMA this morning. I think he's in this new he is. Amsterdam movie, which um, Johnny Olensky from the New York Post said is the worst movie of the year and is completely unwatchable. Yeah, Uh-oh. he was he was so cute. Um, yes, he was darling because I watched it and the first thing I was struck at was like, oh, he's got the same hair color as my dad. The when he dyed it now or when yeah he, right now yeah. it's sort of this uh, John Fogarty has this color it's not quite brunette it's not quite auburn but when your hair is real white this is the shade it turns when you color it yeah but he he, he was, was darling he's but, so darling but yeah. then when he started talking you know he's a Canadian right and he grew up in Canada obviously as Canadian did and then he started talking <laughs> about Queen Elizabeth about Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Should we just play it? Yes. Who is more near and dear to your heart, Austin Powers or the Wayne's World Boys? This is a little, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted Cheeky Maybe on that. (laughs) (laughs) Trying, I'm trying. I just love Cheeky Maybe. I'm glad we bonded on that and our hair color. So, uh, (laughs) Wayne's World is my childhood in Toronto, and Austin Powers is my parents. Yeah, basically. Parents who were both in World War II and. uh, you know, they, my mom was in the Royal Air Force, my dad was in the Royal Engineers, and uh, that whole world of that generation is my favorite generation. Wow. So I, uh, they are just unbelievable, which is why the passing of the Queen was so yeah. painful. I cried like a baby, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm still gutted by it. Oh. Yeah, just what a great lady. She stayed in Britain during World War II. She yes, didn't she did. run away to Canada, and she was also in the service. She was the same age as my mother. Oh. And uh, I don't know, as somebody who grew up in North America, the whole, they weren't elected is interesting. But I try to explain to Americans, it's like the flag. You know, the Americans' love of the flag is that it's above politics. And it's older than current situations. And I think for many British people, uh, certainly my parents, uh, they represented 
history. You know, I was just in Edinburgh in a castle from the 1100s, yeah. you know. You start to get a different sense of history and time. Well, one more example of how many people she touched. I know. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. Exactly. Well, she's just on every, you know, we grew up in Canada. She's on every dollar. She's in every hockey rink. She's in every mm -hmm. airport. Mm -hmm. And I think she did a great job. There, I said it. Did I, you ever uh, have a chance to meet her? By any chance? I didn't, but I got yeah. to Buckingham Palace mm -hmm. and uh, they had ran this tremendous like background check on me before you could go to Buckingham Palace. I didn't get to meet the Queen, but I saw the changing of the guard. And in my honor, they played the Austin Powers theme, the band. Oh, wow. cool. And then the guy was marching, and they're not supposed to talk. He goes, oh, but you've heard this song many times. <laughs> That it's cute. It, and that is true about the Queen. Uh, that's a good way of, of framing it. She was this living link to history and like the flag, she just represented yeah. the their best country. Of Britain. Yeah. And I just loved that mm -hmm. analogy. And he was just so delightful. And he said it was so much fun working on this movie Amsterdam. Everyone and their mother is in it. Oh, I know it. <laughs> Everyone. I know it. Um, it's, uh, I guess one major movie critic walked out of the theater oh, no. after 45 minutes and uh, on paper, it looks like it would be good. It's, it's the problematic, uh, David O. Russell, who did Silver Linings playbook, the fighter, American Hustle, but it's Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, Chris Rock, Anatolia Joy, Taylor Swift. Oh, it has everything. It has everybody. It yeah. has every advantage imaginable. Imaginable doesn't matter if it's the worst movie so far. I will bow down to whoever comes along and tops it. Rates. Ms. I love that. It's a huge cast. It is. It's a huge cast. It's an identity crisis of a movie. You know. Good, so great, based well on said. our experience, and we're going to talk with um, Jaden from the Twin Cities Film Festival at three thirty mm -hmm. about that's upcoming. On our experience with Vanessa, our director, our fabulous director. Of our movie last week, it starts with the good script. No, it starts with the story. What yeah. is the story, story you want to tell? Because we had an unscripted movie, as I have we to were keep different. reminding you. We were different, though. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. You're still telling a movie, and what is the story that you want to tell? And we mm -hmm. knew what the story was that we wanted to tell. And mm -hmm. that's maybe what this problem with this thing, there seems like there's a lot of movie plot Packed into the Packed movie. Packed into the movie. So maybe David forgot right, that. Story script, story, tomato, tomato. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> just, tomato, tomato, you were like... having trouble last week even recognizing that we weren't having a script. No, you I... have a script stuck in your head somewhere. I wanted direction, wanted, which we got. You wanted to memorize dialogue. I really and didn't. And I were and like, no. You know I didn't. Okay, so Keanu Reeves was on last night, and oh, he... Should just give us more couch more often. We don't lovely. see him very often, but he and Jimmy were on. They were they got in the whole thing about talking. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. About how they were big comic book kids and, you know, Marvel and reading comic books and drawing and making their own comics. I can't even remember what Keanu was promoting something. But anyway, let's just... Uh, Kim will ask him which Marvel character would, because they sh- showed a clip of 10-year-old Keanu Reeves getting doing a little interview. I know that Marvel's been trying to get you to play one of these characters. Uh, what characters have they offered you? Go ahead. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, which, it's, it's, it's really cool. I, I mean, I think, you know, the way that the Marvel films have developed and what they are is really, you know, spectacular. And yeah. it would be great to be a part of that. Who would 10-year-old Keanu Reeves want to play? 10-year-old Reeves? Yeah. 10-year-old <laughs> Reeves would want to... I think he'd probably want to be Ghost Rider. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Now, yeah. I heard that... He wants to bring it back. people say you should be Ghost Rider. In fact, every character, they're like, Keanu Reeves should be... Prince Namor should be Ghost Rider, should be Silver Surfer. Every every one of the Muscle Man people are saying you should play. So I guess I guess they have wanted him yeah. to join the Marvel Universe a long time, yeah, for a long time. They very much want him. They're trying to figure out the right way to include him, and I guess Nicolas Cage played Ghost Rider. Yes, he did in a movie. Yeah. And I saw it with Angelina Jolie, isn't it? Yes, and it was okay. Yeah, no, Ghost Rider was not movie. with Angelina Jolie. That's gone oh. in sixty seconds. Oh, I'm... Um, but that's he did play Ghost Rider. I saw that somehow with my kids. It's it was it was not the greatest film, and yeah. Nick Cage has said he wants to redo it, and now Keanu's putting it out there. I would love to see Keanu play Ghost Rider. It's perfect for him. It kind Motorcycle of riding, devil's skull. He'd be great. I yeah. mean, he would be fantastic. Yeah. And he looks so good. Oh, oh my God. He? he really is. He's just so like. He can rock a leather jacket yeah. and he can kick some serious butt. Oh, yeah. yeah. John Wick. Have any of you guys seen the John yes, Wick? Yes, I have. Yes, oh, I yes. love those. Amazing. I love those. He's, he's. I wonder when the next John Wick is coming out. I mean, I, I can't. I think it's spring, actually. I don't even know what Keanu was promoting on Kimmel. Because it was just like, they just kind of were just having so much fun uh, yakking away. I never really caught, like, it, does he have a project I'm coming looking. out? Yes, spring, March of 2023 is okay. when John Wick 4 comes out. So, and okay. that's six months from now or so. But Yeah, so that's... he must have been maybe on for some other reason. Or maybe just Kimmel just said, hey, dude, you know, let's just uh, have you on. But that's right. Because then Judd Apatow was on. And anyway. Keanu... Never mind. I'm not yeah, he, he's, he just was yeah. like on to be on and have just fun with his buddy and, Kimmel. Yeah, I love that. I know. So. Anyway. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Lori and Julia on My Talk. And we want to remind everyone that you can still, if you haven't seen the movies that we made last week for My Talk Film Festival, um, you can go to the My Talk homepage and um, buy the link. It's $10. And it's the donations goes to all of our charities, and also you will own the link. Then they don't go away, but the link will no longer be available after this Friday night mm-hmm. for purchasing at Friday night at seven. But you can take it with you and do whatever you want with it. And right now we are being um, joined by the man who made it all possible was our partner in the whole thing, um, Jaden Satine from uh, Twin Cities Film Fest. Hi, Jaden. How are you? 
<laughs> hey, I'm doing good. You guys, uh, you guys are coming down from the oh, from the oh, that, storm that was last week. Yes, was, yeah, we recovered over the weekend, but it was super so fun. It, it was. And thank you for your hospitality. And it yeah. was just such an experience. I think everybody had a great time, Jaden. Wasn't it awesome? You guys getting out of the limousine and all these people <laughs> just kind of screaming your name. It was and so you fun. You guys were rock stars. It was thank awesome. you. It was, it was great fun. for me to see. And, okay. we, and then Julia and I were like, you know, classic, you know, uh, people who've been in a movie were like, how much good stuff was left on the cutting room floor? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to ask Vanessa about that. Yeah, I know. Because really, you do film a lot to get, I mean, I think we did like seven hours of filming to get the 10 minutes. It's a yeah, lot. Yeah, and that's average, right? I mean, right. And, and you guys were doing it in a very crunched time right. as well. So, and all the teams were, so... You have to shoot as much as possible in the 24 to 36 hours. Um, and you guys obviously used our office as well, which was great. Oh, that was Your so, office yeah, so is fun. beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. you guys, the headquarters is at the Showplace Icon West End, and your your offices are beautiful. So you guys are getting oh, ready. Oh, thank you. You're getting ready for the 13th annual Twin Cities Film Fest. Tell everybody about what we should get excited about, how we can experience it. Yeah, um, so two weeks from today, I just gave myself a little heart attack when I said that. <laughs> um, that's that's it. Our opening night film uh, is going to be Till, the Emmett Till story, um, an amazing performance by Danielle Deadwilder. And uh, it's a story about um, the lynching that happened in the 50s in Mississippi uh, of Emmett, uh, of Emmett uh, Till. He was 14. But the story is truly about love. Uh, the love that he shared with his mom mm-hmm. and how her pursuit for justice basically trumps anything else. It's all about love. Um, and uh, it's a powerful film and it's part of our history and it's told really well. That's our opening night film. But right before wow. our opening night film, we're actually going to have Overheated, which is a, a climate change documentary with Maggie Baird, who happens to be the mother of Billie Eilish, and yes. she'll be there in attendance. And that's just the opening night. I mean, those are two great movies. I mean, Till has been getting all the buzz. The woman who start starring as the mom, she was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. I mean, that and is Whoopi a Goldberg's in it. Yes. I think it opened the the New York Film Festival too. Yes, it opens in New York, and mm-hmm. then it's got a limited release. Uh, but we will premiere it here in the North before it actually opens wide. Sweet, um, a couple weeks later. Are That's there, so we, cool. We put up a link um, on our show page to the TwinCitiesFilmFest dot org, so people can see the schedule. Is anything sold out yet? Yeah, actually, your filmmaker Vanessa, yes. her film "Sins of the Father" was the very first one to so- to get sold out, and then we had to add a second screening for it. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. That's so. She was wonderful, Jaden. She was wonderful. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah, She is. She's a powerhouse. Uh, A couple of other uh, Minnesota films sold out as well, Sanctified after the Gunflint, and a handful of other ones are pretty close. I can tell you a couple ones that I think your audiences will love. Okay. All right. We have a film called She Said. Yes. She Said is about the Harvey Weinstein uh, scandal and the two reporters that broke the news. Um, and that's going to be a powerful film. So there's a handful of tickets left for that one. And then the film Women Talking, uh, which is uh, based on a true story about these Mennonite women um, who have suffered uh, sexual assault uh, within their own community. And the choice is clear. It's to stay and endure. It's to stay and fight or to leave. 
Uh, Francis McDormand's in it. Clara Foy's in it. I, I think that film is, it's for me, the top Oscar winner right now. And really? is that one? Oh, really? Yeah, is that that's, one? That's Friday, yeah. October 28th. And that's not sold out right. yet? Not yet, but it's it's going to get sold out. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. So, so for someone who's never been to the film festival, you know, there's an opportunity to watch the movies online. Some of them, an opportunity now to go, obviously, to the beautiful Showplace Icon Theater. And, um, you know, you have the great bar and kitchen there so people can have a restaurant experience as well. Is there, like, do you do Q&As like you did with us after each film, or how does the process work? Yeah, so 140 films over 10 days. Most of them are played online. Most of them also will have an online screening uh, as well during the festival, so we do have that hybrid format. Um, I would say 60 to 70% of all of our films that we're playing in person will have a post-film discussion with the filmmaker or the actor. And we have filmmakers coming in. I think we have about 45 to 50 filmmakers who are flying in from across the country for the premiere of their film as well. So we're going to have parties every single night. I mean, so if you've never been... It is a, you've heard of Sundance and Tribeca. It sure. is that. Our, mm-hmm. our festival is exactly that. And I have a couple of special guests attending as well. Um, I'm pretty close uh, in getting Tom Cavanaugh uh, to come out. Uh, we have Jeremy Davies attendees, uh, attending, Chris Mulkey. And uh, I'll drop in a little right now. Uh, Bo Bridges is going to stop by at the festival on the closing night. So here you go. Is he an Emperor of Light? Is he in that movie? He's not. He's actually shooting a movie in Minnesota for four days uh, right after the festival ends. So Mm -hmm. we just decided to say, hey, come on, come come a couple days earlier and just celebrate with us. And we're going to showcase a film that his daughter made in the theater as well on that closing day. It's not, he's not part of the closing night film, but he'll be part of the closing night ceremonies. We're giving him an award and everything. So, Oh my gosh. Okay. I remember him from the other side off the press. Literally they, nobody knows. I, and uh, he, just dropped it for he's you. so wonderful. What movie did his daughter make? Uh, it's called, um, acting the first six lessons. So it's basically, uh, his daughter made it. It's about, it's based on a book that Lloyd Bridges gave to Bo and his uh, other son, Jeff Bridges. Yes. And they've kind of taken that book as their, uh, uh, essentially their uh, Bible for acting. Um, And that book has been passed down uh, to their daughter and his son. And so the the film is a hybrid of a narrative and a documentary where there's uh, components of Lloyd's in it. Lloyd Bridges is in it. Obviously, he's passed away. Um, Jeff Bridges is in it, and um, uh, Bo is in it. His his, his daughter's in it. It's gonna it's gonna be a really fantastic screening. Okay, how exciting! Congratulations to you. Yeah, and some of the other Thank movies you. I'm recognizing, like the Banshees of how do you say that name? Anishirin. Yeah, Banshees of Insurin. Insurin. We have that one. That's got Colin Farrell and um, Gleason. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. We have Armageddon Time with Anne Hathaway and uh, Anthony Hopkins. Um, Empire of Light that you mentioned. Our yeah. closing that film has Olivia Coleman in it. Um, it's it's kind of nuts. Like, this is our biggest year yet. I it, And then I see you have two. Well, there's three documentaries I'd be interested in. The Kaepernick in America, The Return of Tanya, Tanya Tucker, Tucker, and Gabby Between Ages 8 and 13. Yeah, so Gabby Between Ages 8 and 13 is probably one of my favorite indie docs. Uh, it's literally about uh, uh, this kid. Uh, her name is Gabby. She's going through a transition. She's trying to identify her own 
uh, South. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her, her journey between the ages of eight and 13. It's a wonderful documentary for anybody who is struggling with who they truly are. It's a must see. Return of Tanya Tucker featuring Brandy Carlisle is an amazing uh, studio doc. It is basically a music doc about uh, Tiny Tucker's return after decades of not being yeah, in the public right. face uh, and how Brandy Carlisle kind of pushed her to, to come back. It's, it's a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Kaepernick in America is actually a free screening for the entire community uh, about how we love this, this one you know guy who was this football guy, and then he just made – a stance and all of a sudden nobody cares about him or people, it's, you know, all of a sudden it's polarizing. Right. But nobody thinks about the fact that he was an astounding athlete. Right. Um, and that's a free screening. This, and that's this is gonna exciting. Be, that's going to be on Sunday, October 23rd at 2.15 at the West Place or Shop Set. Uh, yep, at the West Set. All the, all the information's on the website. You can sort through uh, days. So let's just say you only have two days or okay. one day that you want to come out. You can sort through that. You can sort through if you can go, hey, you know, I really care about environment. You can sort through our categories. There's a her series. There's our environmental series, change maker series. Um, we have our tech series. We have our black on screen series, all about black storytellers, mm-hmm. uh, empower series, raising BIPOC voices. There's literally something for everybody. There's six shorts blocks, two comedy shorts blocks. So if you want to go on a ride in an hour and a half with seven different films, we got that for you as well. Okay. So how many years have you been doing this, Jaden? So this, I started the organization. I was in corporate America, got laid off in 2008. And I started the Twin Cities Film Fest in 2000. And uh, 2009 is when I kind of essentially filed for the 501c3. And 2010 was our very first year at the Block E Theater in downtown Minneapolis, which no longer exists. Oh, remember yes, that? Yeah. It was four days. Yeah, four days, 30 films, and about 800 folks. You guys, I was Oprah. I was like, you get a free ticket, you get a free ticket. <laughs> yeah. um, just to get people there, right? And then uh, then the Showplace Icon Theaters and the shops at West End and St. Louis Park came calling, and we've been there since uh, since then. So 12 years at the Icon, but 13 years altogether. Congratulations, you. People are going to want to go. I mean, and like you yeah. said, things are selling out. Yeah. Well, how much are tickets? Like, if you were, were to go in person, is it like $10, $12, like it is to, you know, if you were going to a regular? Yep, just okay. your, yeah. We're trying to be as inclusive as possible. You know, if you go to Sundance or Tribeca or Toronto, even if you have a ticket, you're not guaranteed to even get into the theaters. That's, oh. that's how it is. And those tickets are 30 40 bucks per movie. We want to make be as inclusive as possible. So our average ticket price price point is twelve dollars. So twelve dollars in person screenings, and then uh, nine dollars for online. But you can even get a deeper discount. You get a fifty dollars streaming pass. You can watch a hundred movies during wow. those ten days for fifty dollars. Now again, we're a nonprofit organization, so yeah. you also know that it's supporting a nonprofit. Um, the opening that film, Tale and Empire of Light, and she said our centerpieces and opening and closing. So those are twenty, just because there's a little bit more. Yeah, we we are circumstance yeah. and red carpet and parties yeah. and all that okay. fun stuff attached right. to it. We are so excited, but we are so over time, so we have to let you go. This is fabulous. More information: TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Jaden, congrats to you on everything. I know you're going to have the best year ever, and we hope to see you. Thank you, and see you all at the movies. Thank you so much. All right, we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Speaking of movies, so we did post that Twin Cities Film Festival. The the link is on our show page. And um, 
Harry Styles movie, My Policeman, which I guess is like relentlessly grim, is also going to be playing at this festival on the uh, first day, October 20th. It's a six o'clock showing. I'm I'm telling you, Roger Freeman speculated based on how badly Don't Worry Darling is doing the old adage. There's no such thing as bad press didn't hold true for this. And he wondered, with bros doing so bad at the box office, how in the world is a story about two closeted gay guys set in the... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 40s, like in black and white and a depressing story. How is that going to do good when people didn't go to the rom-com bros? Which, which which people I, said was so good. I, I was I want to see, see it yeah, this I weekend, you know. But I yeah. wish that Billy hadn't yelled at all of us about that. It's not our fault that there was bad. Billy new, Eilish was that what he did? No, no Billy Eichner. He um he yelled at everybody. He said the straights didn't support his movie. Well, there was a hurricane on. You know, people were busy. There was a lot of the people. The entire East, East Coast. Coast. Yeah. So people weren't going to movie theaters. I didn't know he yelled. Oh, yeah. Jason said, yeah, you should never yell at your audience. No, really. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we didn't ever talk about this week. I think, well, you weren't here on Monday, but on Monday, Vogue announced that the Met Gala theme oh, was going oh. to be Carl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. Now, one of the things that I, you know, that I just, I guess we love and hate the magnificent bitchery of Karl Lagerfeld. I mean, he was just, he was this He's side Chanel, of a right? problem. Chanel. Yeah, Chanel. Okay, Selma, Selma Blair, I just finished her book, you know, um, Mean Baby, mm-hmm. and he loved her. Yeah. He loved her. They had like this amazing relationship. And if she, he loved you, yeah, I guess he was like. He crap. was like, I kind of like his whole bitchery. I thing. love him. Why are we complaining? Well, Jamil, Jamil, people were oh. get, getting all mad because you know he's he's a fashion person. He's German. Shoepat's dad. Shoepat's dad. I mean, people could. Someone is going to dress as a shoepat. Exactly. So <laughs> that's that, the cat, Grant. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. And 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 Carl was a regular uh, attendee at the Metropolitan Museum of Art from ni- starting in nineteen ninety one. You know, 2001, there was the McQueen, the Chanel ex- exhibition, but he he never tired of telling the curator and Anna Wintour at the, at the uh, Costume Institute that fashion didn't belong in a museum. But he, when they did stage a Chanel show at the Met, you know, he was very generous. And so he just was magnificently, you know, Petty Over the bitchy. top of Petty course. bitchy. Don't you remember when you read a day in the life oh, um, from Elle magazine? He took all the baths. He took several baths. I love and, him. And Choupette Listen, had her own butler. We and cook. need eccentric folks. Yes. You and, need people. You and know? he produced a body of work and he came up together with Yves Saint Laurent. Right. And he 
Balmain, Chloe, Fende, Chanel, his own namesake. So he's the subject of the Costume Institute I exhibition. I love the theme. I so, love the theme. Yeah, exactly. Chanel is classic. classic. I love the theme. So then we find out today through Instagram, through Jared Leto's Instagram, that Jared Leto is, I mean, and he does put the suffer and suffer into, you know, his fashion. Uh, when he transforms and he does all oh, yeah. of his uh, mm-hmm. method acting, mm-hmm. he's going to play Karl Lagerfeld in a biopic about, he's going to transform into Karl Lagerfeld right before his eyes. I mean, this is perfect. It's a European accent of an indeterminate origin. Wigs. We've already glasses, seen this in the house of Gucci. Costumes. I'm getting confused. How does Gucci feel about it? Because he's sponsored by Gucci. Yeah. I wow. don't know. I don't like this choice. It, a lot of people don't like it. I don't it. like this choice because, first of all, Jared Leto is a very slight, petite man. And I think of Carl Lagerfeld as this, I, I think he's tall. Yeah. And he lost weight and stuff. But, I mean, I see him as yeah. this tall, grandeur man of stature. Yeah. And I just, we just saw Jared Leto in the House of Gucci. And, and I just. terrible. I don't want him. To wreck to, this. Well, listen, it's in early stages. There's no director. I would like to see Matthew McConaughey play him. Well, I would like to see, you know, like a German actor who could really get into that, whatever. But he's producing it. He's um, starring in it. And three of Carl's closest confidant, his fashion house CEO, his senior communications PR person, and his personal assistant and bodyguard are all on board with this project with Gerald because he was friends with Carl. Sure. Carl was friends with, I guess everyone in Hollywood. Yeah. But, um, apparently they've been, uh, approached over the years, including when Carl was alive to do a biopic because he is such an unbelievable story. His I life. can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait, but I just, I, I feel like, I just I feel haven't like haven't we suffered enough with uh, Jared, Jared Leto? And I his had to watch that WikiLeak thing or whatever the thing is uh, oh, that he we did. Works with we Anne works. Hathaway, and I wanted to watch it, but I, he was so overbearing. Yeah, I know. we liked him in Dallas Buyers Club. I mean, yeah. he has done some good work. Yeah, no, and he's I know. beautiful yeah, person. Yeah, he is. He is. But still, I just. Anyway, it's going to cover right. his life through key relationships. Told through an unpredictable lens, much like the man himself. Producers well, are Jared likes prosthetics. Yes, I mean, he does. He, does he really does. When he played the Gucci brother, he, no, he had wig and he a fat, fat suit. suit. He had yeah, a bad, badly placed. Where is that accent? Uh, what exactly? That was the house of many bad accents. Don't you remember how excited we were for that? We went to the opening. Oh, I mean. Oh, you guys were just. We were, we're so, so pumped excited. for that. And oh. it was fun to see. But Mother, it, father, and the house of Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was so good. But it was really the house of many accents. <laughs> Al Pacino had an accent. Yes. Everybody had an accent. Something. Anyway, I, so that's the fashion accent. news. Yes. <laughs> you can have an accent. Right. You can You're have an right. accent. All right, we'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. 
I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.